A lot of the time people look at us and, you know, you're like, oh, that person's judging me or this person doesn't think that the video is this cool or uh, they might not like it. But then like, who cares really? Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like I like to post it. Some people will enjoy it. Some people will hate it. I think especially nowadays, everybody likes to voice their opinion on whatever's going on. So um, at the end of the day, if I, you know, with the content that I'm posting, if I'm happy with it, um, if, you know, then I shouldn't really care. Like mm. what, you know, if like there's a few nasty comments, like who cares? Just block them, continue on with your day. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that kind of helped me step forward, like beyond that, you know, like being a perfectionist. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to It's the Bearded Man podcast with your favorite, the world's favorite bearded man, Bob Bay. Each week with our guest episodes, I try to put the spotlight on someone who in my eyes is tapping into their inner potential. Our guest today is originally from Belarus and moved to Mill Creek, Washington when he was five years old. He's a photographer, filmmaker based out of Seattle, Washington. His passion has taken him across the globe to places like Costa Rica, Turkey, Paris, Dubai, Jordan, and more. He's worked with brands such as Monster, Lumix, Cuts, Lamborghini, and more. Today on the podcast, fellow bearded brother, must I add, Rob Stroke, baby. Hey, I feel like I grew it out just for you, just for this podcast. <laughs> you've, been, you've been letting it grow out. He's like, I got the podcast on the schedule a week from now. I got to make sure this thing is out fully exactly, ready to go. Exactly, exactly. It's the Two Bearded Men podcast now. So. The Two Bearded Men podcast. I'm gonna, I'll have to update the feed by the time this episode drops. <laughs> So people are like, what, what What happened? Now it's two bearded men? Rob, Rob's now going to be the uh, the honorary guest every single week on the podcast. Sounds like a blast I'm in. Rob, I'm so excited to talk to you, man. You're, I just looked up before we got into this today. You're 24 years young, and you are absolutely crushing it in a magnitude of ways. And to me, uh, what I see is somebody that has found their passion, who has been able to just give them the permission to follow through and chase after it. And you've stayed consistent long enough that it has literally become your career. And I think, uh, I think that's so admirable for people like you who like that there, there's a point in time where you had to like tell yourself like, yeah, I actually want to go for this because we see where you are today, but there was a moment in time when you're just like anyone else where it's like, I have this idea, like, do I want to go for it? Do I not? But you've been able to do that. Uh, and, uh, I think there's just going to be so much to talk about today and I'm really excited to have you here today, man. Yeah, thank you. Likewise, and yeah, appreciate appreciate all the praise. But yeah, it's been it's been a good journey. I'm excited to share. Great man. Yeah, that cuts piece you guys did was phenomenal. So shout out to Brelly and uh, the cuts team. Uh, oh, the if you best. haven't seen they're it yet, ladies and gentlemen, you got to go check that out on YouTube. Um, but talk to me about kind of th those early moments. I know when you were first getting started, you'd go on these like five hour road trip with your friends, and at the time, it's just purely. It's like you guys are listening to this inner voice of just like interest of like shooting photos, maybe maybe uh, creating some videos out of it. But what what is this initial interest in you to want to pick up a camera in the first place? Yeah, so actually, I think it goes back a few years before that. So I think I started like taking photos and kind of recording videos and all that when I was like around 11, 12 years old. Mm. Um, I became obsessed with like YouTube and watching different YouTube videos. And for some reason, I came across like, I guess, the subject of tech, like technology, iPhones, all of that kind of stuff that was all kind of just coming out. And I saw these YouTube videos and I was like, hey, maybe I can do that myself. So there I was like 12, 13 uploading videos to YouTube about like the coolest iPhone case or something like that. 
Uh, my parents and my parents tech reviewer in the beginning. Uh, I, mean, I don't like to call myself that, but yeah, I guess I was. And then, um, so I did that for a bit. My parents were like, what is this 13 year old posting on YouTube for? Like people are going to come find us. It's the internet, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it started then. And then I did videos for a bit and, um, and then once I got older and like was able to get a car, so like around that 16 age, I was like, all right, enough with the tech. Like I want to go explore something else. And since I had a car now and I had a camera, I was like, Hey, like, let's go explore the things around me. Since I live in Washington, I live in a beautiful state. Mm. And a lot of the time I've just been kind of trapped in my surroundings here. So I was like, Hey, two hours away, we can go to the coast or we can go to this waterfall. And then from there, it just kind of started to branch out. And, um, from like 16 to 18, all I would do like after college, after school is go on these uh, road trips with my friends. Like you said, like somewhere five, six hours long where we would go just to capture, you know, a few images. And I think that's where I really started to fall in love with like photography and videography because it was like those moments and like the time I spent with friends all to get that one photo, Mm. like that photo then really, you know, spoke to me in the end because it's just one image, but there's a whole story and adventure behind it. And being so young and getting to see those things was, was an awesome start. Oh, that's amazing. Was there like a, even then, so you're in, you're in that early process of like, this is something that you're interested in, you're trying it out and you're having fun with it and you're with friends and you guys are traveling around. But was there a specific moment when you're like, this is the career, like this is what I'm going to do? Because you, you did go to college for some time, yeah. which is very an interesting place for people to be where, like myself, I was telling you before, I went to college and then I'm like, yeah, by the time I graduate, I'm going to have it all figured out. That was <laughs> not the case. So yeah. for you, is there finally a moment where you're like, not only is this something I enjoy doing, but this is going to be my career and I'm, I'm going to find a way to make a living doing this. Yeah. So I think, I think there was a moment probably like two years after that, after I was already taking images quite a bit, I kind of established myself on Instagram a little bit, had a bit of a following. And at that moment, I think I was going to college full time and I was working at Best Buy at the moment. And I basically placed a bid for this one job that, for Google and I was like, hey, if I get this job, if it gets accepted, I'm just going to quit right now. And I'm going to like put my focus towards photography because, you know, what I'm doing in school, I don't really like right now. Obviously, working at Best Buy is not my dream job either. So I was gotta like, do what you know you what? Do in the beginning. Got to do yeah, what you yeah. do. And it was it was like uh, my first like bigger job. And I was like, all right, if I can get this one at, you know, like 18 years old, like I'll just put all my time and effort and, you know, see where that kind of takes me. Talk about putting putting all the eggs in one basket. Like if, if I lock this in, I got to go all in on it. Yeah, yeah. And actually I had a good friend tell me that I was kind of in this decision period where it's like, hey, do I leave school? Do I focus on photography? Or I guess like my parents were pretty adamant about me going to school. So it made it a little bit of a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And my friend said, hey, why don't you try your best? Like try the career path that you want to. And then if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to school. And after, after that, I kind of had the mindset where I'm like, Hey, let's, let's put all the, you know, eggs in one basket. Let's try this out for a year. And if I'm able to like push through the, uh, push through the barricades and all that and get to a good level where I'm happy, like, that's great. That's where I want to be at. And like the worst that can happen is I'll just be exactly where I'm at now, which is I'll just go to school, get a degree and I'll, you know, continue on with that. So that's the, that's the beautiful mindset to have is like worst case scenario, I'll just pick up where I left off or, yeah. you know, these moments of like putting your back against the wall. I'm going, there's no other way for me to go, but forward. And if this doesn't work out to me, it's always like, you can live the rest of your life knowing at least I gave it a shot. There's nothing worse yes, I think, in yeah. this world than 
to have this inner regret uh, years down the line. Like I always trick myself into believing like if I was a y- older version of myself on my deathbed as like not, not the topic anybody wants to talk about, but like would I regret not sending the cold email, asking that girl on a date or trying this, this passion or this interest of mine? Would I regret it? Absolutely. Okay, so what does that mean? I got to go for it. And if I fail or if I flop, I can know that at least I took the shot and I went for it. No, no, exactly. Like, I love that. It's, and like, thankfully for me, I was like still at a pretty young age. So it's like, Hey, I'll come back to college at 21. Like that's, that's pretty normal, you know, Yeah, nothing crazy. So for me, yeah, that motivated me to just push through. And I mean, I had that passion there. If I was like working basically full-time going to school full-time and doing photography, all I, like, I knew if I just took that time, allocated it towards like my career and the career path that I wanted to do. I felt like, you know, I could, I could reach those destinations, reach those goals. And, and I guess, I guess it worked out. It was, <laughs> it was nice to bet on myself and, and have it work out. But. And, he, and he's still going strong. Still got a whole career ahead of him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about like the, like that, that process of like monetizing a passion is not easy to do. Right. I, I gave yeah. a call out to the, some of the brands earlier in, in the, in the intro of like monster Lumix cuts Lamborghini. I mean, these are, uh, massive brands that, um, you know, they are not just signing deals and working with anybody and everybody. It's a very exclusive thing. They know that their reputation, their brand is on the name. How have you gone about getting yourself to this place where the top brands not only want to work with you, but then obviously it is the avenue or a avenue to monetize and make a, make this a career for you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's definitely like a journey. And I feel like that path is very different for a lot of people because Mm. it depends like what brands are kind of working towards. Of course, like you can do the more like happy, excited, like crazy vlogs on YouTube or stuff like that. But ever since the beginning, I was really focused on cinematography and like making cool videos, making films. So I kind of chose the more like professional route where, you know, I'd like, I'd tell a story with my video and like make it all cinematic and um, I think from there, like I kind of established my style. And so when companies come to me that, you know, they look for like professionalism mm. as well as um, like the, the films that I have made before. So I think like I kind of chose a niche of like, hey, this is what I want to focus on. Um, this is what you get when you work with me. And I think brands come for that for that reason exactly is they're like, Hey, we, we trust this guy because every video is consistent. Every video is like filmed well, done well, has a storyline and hopefully they believe in the person behind it as well. So, um, that's, that's, I guess my best take at that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. You're, you've just been, you bet that you bet on what you know is your style or your strengths of what you want to portray to the world. And that's going to attract the brands that clearly see what you produce and want to do that. But how, was that an easy or difficult process of finding your style, right? Like people see your work today and they know mm-hmm. that's, you can tell by clicking into something bef- like as it's happening, like, oh, this is definitely a Rob Stroke piece. But to find your creative lane, to find your creative voice is as I'm sure, and I've been through it myself of like finding my lane as a podcaster, I had to pull inspiration from a lot of people to then become the podcaster I am today. So I always tell people, it's like, yeah, I'm the bearded man podcast, but I'm a, I am a mixture of all these different podcasts that have inspired me that I've learned from. And that's what you're seeing today. So was that a process for you of like trying to find how you wanted to define yourself as a, as a creative in the world? Yeah. So I think, I think for me, I guess that process was, it was kind of like a broad moment of my life because I think it started from when I did do like tech YouTube videos, you know, I was like, Hey, I love this. 
let me try it out and see how it goes. And like at that point, I was very young. I was just learning how to use a camera and all that. And then when I got a little bit older, I was like just filming like home videos, vlogs and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, I'll give this a try. And then I guess like as time progressed, I did like just nature shoots. And then I was like, hey, let me focus on like more well-produced films. Um, and I think that's that's what I started to enjoy. And I just focused on that. Like, um, I mean, I'm thankful now that I'm not a, like a tech YouTuber. Um, <laughs> I'm happy that didn't work out. But I did go through like all these, I guess, like testing phases of different different ways I could express my art. And I kind of landed on this one. And I think uh, like what you said, important pulling from different sources, like seeing what other people doing and like creating the best version of that for yourself. Um, I think that's important. And I think also trying out like, you know, a bunch of things, uh, kind of like what we went back to. Um, if, you know, if you fail, if it doesn't work out, just, you know, try something new, try something else. And I think a lot of people are scared to do that. They see, they see something they like, they focus all their attention on that, but maybe they're better at something else. Maybe they'll find something else that they enjoy. So I think for some people, it could be like a quick process over a year, you know, they try a bunch of things and land on something they love. And I feel like for me, you know, it's been, it's been building over the last like 12, 13 years and mm. kind of all those experiences led to, you know, what I enjoy shooting now and, and the product that I put out for my clients. Yeah. You're not gonna, you're not gonna find the right answer by just sitting there and thinking like, this is the right strategy. This is the way I need to go. This is the branding. This is who I'm going to be to the world. You have to actually put action behind these ideas to, in order to go, do I actually enjoy this? Like, do I enjoy making the tech videos or do I enjoy traveling or do I enjoy working with the products? Like the only way to find it though, is to actually take those actions and take those steps forward to see like, is this working or is this not working? And then that's obviously, uh, once you lock eyes on it and figure out this is the thing I want to do, it's always this work in progress of, uh, you know, even today, I'm sure it's like, you are going to be your own biggest critic of like, all right, this is where I'm at. But like, I got all these things I need to work on and do. And, uh, that's the fun part of it all is like there, there's always going to be more room to grow. It doesn't matter the level of success or who you are. There's always going to be just something else, the smallest little details of how we can be, become a better version of ourselves and whatever it is that we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And yeah, I guess like all that time and love that you put over it over the years, you know, it'll, it'll make you who you are. And all those experiences, maybe, you know, you're trying something else out. Maybe it didn't work out, but you learned something important for, you know, the next step of the process. Yeah. So, you know, trying, you know, trying a little bit of everything, diversifying yourself. And like, even sometimes I, I throw myself into projects that I'm not necessarily comfortable with, but I do that, you know, as like a learning experience. Maybe it's something mm -hmm. that I'll enjoy creating or working on in the future. And, you know, it's, it's great to get at a good level where you're happy with your skills, but it's always important to, you know, keep on pushing and always want to take it one step ahead because I yeah. feel like that's that's how you get ahead of ahead of the competition. Yeah. If you're not seeking the, the discomfort of life, you're never going to grow because it's very easy to kind of sit back, relax, go on autopilot mode and be like, everything's working. Why disrupt it? Like, but at some point you have to put yourself in those uncomfortable positions of taking on the client that you're like, I don't know if this is really up my up my expertise level or is it something I'm going to enjoy, but the only way you're going to figure that out is actually throwing yourself into the fire and seeing what happens. Um, yeah. I think a really important piece to life is not only finding your passion, but also finding almost like a bigger purpose. Uh, some would argue calling it your true North where to me, passion is it's the vehicle. It's the vehicle that you're driving every single day. It's, it's what you do on a day to day. 
purpose to me is like the destination it, and it's not ever uh, really a destination you're ever going to reach because it's kind of this bigger reason for why you do what you do. Uh, and I had seen, and definitely in, in a recent uh, piece of yours, I can't recall what it was, but you mm -hmm. talked about how the inspiration for you to create really is to help move people and help them gain a different perspective for life through your work. What, what is fueling you to want to help other people? Yeah, well, um, first off, I love how you put that. That was that was great. Um, Those are your words, not mine, my friend. <laughs> no, I know, but the fight. I mean, you nailed it right on the dot. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, I love, I love, uh, I love, you know, finding purpose in the videos and mm. kind of, you know, uh, having other people be moved by my work. I think that's really important. Um, and I think it's just, I guess, I started traveling at one point and then seeing the different scenarios that people are living in all around the world and realizing that maybe my problems here back at home aren't that big. Um, and then also like showing off uh, cool things about every culture, every, you know, location. I think it's important to, for people, especially nowadays to like broaden their perspective and, and see what else is out there. Because a lot of the time we put ourselves in like such a small bubble of, you know, where we live or whatever. And for me, that was Mill Creek, Washington for a while. And mm. I didn't know really anything kind of like outside of that around that. And with, with traveling, I feel like I started to like learn more lessons and started to learn like more about life. And I wanted to kind of share some of those messages with the people on the internet, maybe people who are not fortunate, fortunate enough to be able to travel to all those different destinations and, you know, see the beauty around the world, as well as uh, learn something new from, you know, a different culture. And so, you know, the videos, the videos kept on going and I loved seeing people's reactions to you know what they what else they learned or maybe they booked a desk uh, they booked a ticket to you know wherever I went so like seeing seeing the response to all my previous work was really cool and that gave me you know purpose and fuel to keep on going and you know it's like a cycle you release something you see how it moves people and you want to move more people uh, kind of along the way so yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, you're you're the ripple effect of like a rock being thrown into the water where everything is still your your video drops and it ripples. It has effects on people that to see it. I I vicariously live through the pieces that you've created because I've never and I I like it's one of those things that I need to do more of. It's just I feel like the timing has never been right, but I need to step outside of this beautiful country of the u.s and go explore and see like i've only been <laughs> this is so classic i've been outside the country mm -hmm. and i've only been to cancun and the bahamas right both yep, vacation yep. <laughs> like living the life tequila hey, having for, a grand old for, time for a lot of people that yeah those two spots are that's all they've been and hey no shame if you go no, like, no shame at please all, yeah. keep going back but it's like when i see some of these pieces that you've put out in in, in the places that you traveled it's like your perspective of the world and life is so unique than the majority. I don't know what percentage of the world, but like there's got to be a very high percentage in the 90s of like percentage of people that never leave the country they were born in. And it's like, you know, scenarios and situations are clearly out of our control, but that's the beautiful thing. It's like I'm able to click in and watch some of these pieces and live through it, even though I've never actually been. And then, and then you make the comment of like, People are like then buying tickets and going to these spots, which is amazing. Is there a specific moment traveling? Um, I don't want to say that's impacted you the most, but is there something that kind of 
comes to mind even when I kind of bring this up of like when you were traveling, you saw X and it kind of re either reshift reshifted your perspective or kind of just has been a reminder from time to time of like, hey, I might not be in a great headspace today, but I remember when we were traveling to blank. Yeah, I think um, I think in like the French Polynesian Islands, there's this place called the Marquesas Islands, and they're very they're very disconnected from the world still. Um, and I've been there like a few a few times now, and going to those places and just like hearing how the people live there, like what they've gone through, and they're they're out like if you look it up, they're out in the middle of the ocean, kind of out there all by themselves. And seeing, seeing like the kids run around and have a good time, like at sunset and seeing how important family is to them and seeing how, you know, like everybody, everybody comes together and, you know, everybody learns to kind of live on the island and supply each other with everything they need. And I think that was like a really big turning point for me because at the kind of previously before that, I was just trying to make, you know, cool videos, things that looked cool, like cool cars, uh, kind of cool experiences and I think ever since like kind of that moment, I was like, okay, we can include all of the cool stuff, but then where can we, where can we benefit other people? Where can we like teach something? Uh, where can we provide value from like, you know, the videos that I create rather than just showing people something cool. And I think, you know, like from that moment on, I tried to, you know, incorporate something into my pieces that would benefit other people or teach them something like, you know, like the elephant sanctuary in Thailand, where people, you know, can learn about that and learn the difficulties of, you know, elephants in Southeast Asia. To a lot of people, that m might be like a very uh, foreign problem. But if, you know, if they can hear something about that and mm. they're impacted to, to make a change some, through a piece that like, you know, I recorded or a message that I shared, um, I think that's really valuable. And then so kind of like all of these situations built up and I always try to try to include something cool or try to include like a little gem of, you know, something people can learn throughout, uh, throughout the videos as well. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, even just recently seeing some, a lot of things that are happening in Afghanistan. It's like these moments where I'm just like reminded of like, you are so grateful for just you know, the life you live. Like there's so many more layers to it, but it's like just seeing what is really happening in different parts of this world that they just when you see it on, on TikTok, Instagram, whatever feed, it it almost just feels like you're watching a movie that it's just it. No, there's no way. Like we, mm -hmm. I can walk down the street and get a cup of coffee, and I'm safe. And there's police officers, and there's a firefighter that'll come if my house is you know on fire. But it it literally is like so uh, awakening to realize like that is this this. Uh, I don't even know what I would call it, but like this reality that I'm living in is not the case for other places around the world. And um, it, it just amazes me how uh, we can all be guilty of just not, not, not being aware of it and not really realizing the scale of which uh, it's actually hurting people. Yeah. I think, I think a little travel is good for everybody just because they can see what other people are going through or see that, Hey, maybe life isn't, isn't that bad. And yeah. a lot of the times, again, like we were talking about, we focus on the little bubble, our little town, our little city, you know, our country, but then we don't realize the the struggles and pain people are going through all around the world. And I feel like for some people, if they were, if they were able to travel a little bit and see outside them, it would really like, you know, change their mindset. And maybe instead of, you know, searching for division, people would, people would start to come together and see how we can make the world as a whole a better place rather than just our little town. So um, if, if I inspire people to travel through my videos and, and see something new, 
I think that's, you know, that's a win in my book because maybe that changed their perspective on something. Um, you know, maybe it made them a better person. Maybe they just, you know, saw something cool and, and they'll take that memory with them for the rest of their life. So, um, yeah, I think, I think making these videos is, is great for, for that reason exactly is I get to share those experiences with people who sometimes don't. And hopefully those people that haven't seen those experiences get to, you know, go out and travel a little bit and then, yeah. And then maybe we could uh, focus on huge issues around the world together and, yeah, man, it's it's crazy to be caught in our little bubble. But like you said, you know, it'd be awesome for people, you know, to come together, have a good time. Yeah. Another thing uh, people see is this life that you live, right? And if somebody's listening and they think of Rob Stroke, they're like, yeah, this man lives the life. He gets to travel. He gets to work with all <laughs> the big brands. He gets to do all the fun stuff, right? But behind the IG feed and the YouTube videos, what they don't see is this uh, quiet, lonely, solitude moment along the way. What have been some of the sacrifices that you've had to overcome to get to where you are today? Um, so you mean like sacrifices through like the journey or like, yeah, just like, any, I mean, any, anything in general, whether it's just like, um, I mean, tr traveling, right. You're missing out on things that are happening within your family or, um, there's like sacrifices within of itself of like relationships. If you're out traveling all the time or, uh, anything that you've had to kind of, uh, sacrifice in general just to get to where you are today? Yeah. So I think, um, I think definitely like what you mentioned family, that was, that was a really big one for me for a while because it went from like, you know, me being home all the time to me being gone eight months out of, you know, the 12 and like, I have, I have a younger brother and stuff growing up and my parents always want to see me. And like, I guess family is just really important, especially, you know, immigrating from, from Russia, like we keep our, you know, family really tight and all my grandparents are here now. And, um, so that was really tough because like, I'd see family members and they'd be like, Hey, like, where you been at? Like, Oh, you missed my birthday or like, Oh, you weren't wow. there. So, so that was definitely a tough sacrifice. Um, and I was like, okay guys, like, let me, let me travel for a little bit. Like I'll be back. Just like, I'm working on something, you know, like I'm working if anything, like almost on myself, you know, like trying to find what I want to do for, for a living, trying to find like, you know, where my headspace is at and all that. Um, so I think like as terrible as the situation COVID is, it's allowed me to kind of like, you know, reconnect and, and sit down with my family a bit more and, you know, have just a casual dinner with them rather than just seeing them uh, during the holidays. So um, that's been a big sacrifice, but I think it's something that, you know, like I've learned in the last year and a half to, to really value and really cherish. And like once everything does open back up and, and traveling is kind of like going to maybe like think about like, you know, restricting my trips a little bit just to, you know, wow. get that quality time with my brother or something like that. So um, I think like, you know, again, like this COVID thing has been a roadblock, but if anything, it's it's taught me something along the way, um, something that, you know, I had to deal with for a while. Yeah, that's interesting. You So you probably haven't had this much stillness since earlier in your career when things, when you weren't traveling around the world. So it's like, this, this must've been like a complete wake. I, I like forget people like yourself who literally their careers were built on you, like traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. You got it. Like you got affected the most. I, I'm like somebody <laughs> that's like, Oh, I can't work in office. So I have to work from home. And I'm like, this is great. I like this shift, but yeah. you go from like being on flights and traveling and changing time zones to literally just waking up in the same place every single day. How did it feel to get back to the roots of, of that stillness? Was it, did you find creative block in it? Did you find, you know, obviously the, the benefit, obviously being back with family is great, but was that a, a, 
a long challenge of trying to overcome or how did you kind of lean into the last 18 months? Yeah. So, um, I think it went through phases. I think at first I was a little bit sad that, you know, all my trips were getting canceled just because I had an, you know, an exciting year ahead. Um, so seeing those trips get canceled and, and jobs get canceled left and right was kind of, kind of discouraging. But I think, um, after a bit of time, you know, came that like lesson where it's like, Hey, I'm with my family more. I'm kind of reconnecting with my friends a bit more, which was, I, I think really important. Uh, because it's easy to get caught up in the social media life. But when you have friends at home that can keep you grounded, I think that's mm. really important. And I, I really haven't left Seattle or haven't moved away from, you know, the state really far away just because of that reason. It's because I can see my family, I can see my friends. And those people get me away from all the stuff that's happening, on, you know, on the news, on social media, and kind of keep me in a good headspace going forward, you know, for the next project or for the next uh, trip I'm traveling to. Um, so I think I think that's that became like a really important factor. Uh, but then as time has gone by, I think I'm ready to travel again and, and go have fun. So it's been, it's been coming in phases, but I'm, I'm ready to go now. Uh, ready to go more than ever. Get this man on a plane ASAP. He's ready to freaking fire up the rocket and start moving along. Yes. Yes, please. Oh, I love that. Quick break from today's episode, and then we'll get right back to it. Today's episode is brought to you by none other than the greatest hydration band in all of the land, Liquid IV. Now, if you're watching, you can see visually this little beautiful packet. This is the watermelon flavor. Uh, these packets are an absolute game changer. For myself, somebody that is always grinding, is always working, whether it is running them miles in the morning, whether it is crushing through some podcast episodes, whether it's dialing in on the work that I need to do for Liquid IV or literally any other area of my life, Liquid IV has been a game changer. And also let's talk about the fact of when you're in the trenches on the weekend from doing a little too much partying, partying, this is the thing to get you back out of the trench to make you feel better. It will help you reach your inner physical potential. It'll clear your mind and it will help you just feel oh so much better. Liquid IV hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, less sugar than an apple. And it is made with clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, free of gluten, dairy, and soy. If you're wondering how in the world does this stick of this stick of product added to water benefit you, uh, Liquid IV is effective because of cellular transport technology that is known on the streets as CTT. It is the optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, potassium that delivers water and nutrients into the bloodstream faster, more efficiently than water alone. It is the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and effectively than water alone. One stick of Liquid IV and 16 ounces of water will hydrate you faster and more efficiently than water alone. I'm telling you right now, this product is a game changer. If you have not yet tried it already, I highly suggest you do so. My favorite flavors include watermelon, strawberry. We have an immune support product um, called Tanger. The flavor is tangerine, lemon, limes, heat, strawberries, heat, pina coladas, heat. I mean, literally, there is a flavor for all you little, all your taste buds out there. So I would suggest you go and check out some of the products today. Now you can get yours today. By going to liquidiv.com and use my promo code THEBEARDEMAN, all one word, that's going to get you 25% off every order. Not one, not two, not three, 
every single order. So head over today to liquidiv.com. Use my promo code, the bearded man for 25% off your entire order and start getting more hydrated today. It's going to be a game changer in your life. Let me know what you guys and gals think of the product. I think you're going to enjoy it. Enough of me talking back to the episode. Um, over, over this journey though, of you, uh, of getting you to where you are today for only being 24 years young, which is mind boggling to think that because you've lived like multiple lifetimes at this time <laughs> while traveling. How have you learned to become your biggest hype man? I think that's a really important aspect of not even a creative, just anybody out there that takes that first initial step to wanting to build their dream life, to do the thing that everyone else might question and say, like, why are you going to become a, f- a filmmaker? Why am I going to become a podcaster? Like go to college, get a degree, yeah. you know, follow the safe route. How have you learned to become your biggest hype man and believe in yourself before the world even did? Yeah. Um, again, that's, that's a difficult question. I think, I think for a while there was a point where I was like really doubting myself and, you know, questioning the the path that I was taking. Um, but I feel like anytime I put an idea into my head or I put a video into my head and I really put a hundred percent towards it and like really, um, so, you know, took all the details into account, tried my best. And then when I get that end result and I show it to people and seeing other people's reactions are very, very valuable to me, even if it's mm. just like my family or my friends. And so I started to realize that when, uh, when I do put in that effort and like, I appreciate the journey along the way, uh, I'm a lot more happier with my video because it's like, Hey, like we're, we're out here hiking at 5.00 AM. Like, I love this moment, you know, like always telling mm-hmm. myself that this is great. This is great. This is part of the journey, you know, mm-hmm. like we're, we're freezing outside filming in the <laughs> snow. Like you don't want to be there, but you're like, no, no, this is part of the journey. And then when, when you see all of that come together and thankfully I do more of like the traveling stuff. So seeing a whole trip come together and seeing all, all that process and, you know, those, those terrible moments, but also, you know, those highs, um, seeing that at the end of the day makes me personally so happy. And so I was like, Hey, if I enjoy this, somebody has got to enjoy it. Right. Like somebody has got to see, see the journey that I went through and be like, Hey, that was, that seems like a good time. And so I think just seeing that end result for myself made me so happy. And I'm just happy that when I uploaded that other people saw that and were, you know, Mm. hopefully got like a little spark of joy from it. And so when I saw like, I guess the end result that was like, that gave me the fire for the next one. It's like, all right, what, what else is cool that I can make? And um, of course, you know, the journey had all of its road bumps along the way, but thankfully, thankfully it all worked out and people, you know, enjoyed those videos as much as I did. And, you know, thankfully I have a career now where I can go and keep creating those. Yeah. That's amazing. I, uh, I love that aspect of like, you're like out there and it's like cold and you're like, man, what, why are we out here? This is freezing out. But it's that subtle change of perspective of, oh, I don't have to be out here to freeze my ass off. I get to be out here. Like I get to work yep, out yep. today. I get to have this incredible podcast with you. I get to do X. Like it, that just changing the, that perspective almost allows you to be step into that power of really appreciating the journey of the day-to-day grind, which is so easy to kind of lose the inspiration because we just want to get to these massive goals. And uh, obviously we would just want to be in the top tier of whatever it is that we're trying to do. But when you can start seeing the subtle, uh, subtle day-to-day grind wins that really add fuel to the fire, you really begin to appreciate it more. And you get so much more excited for the day because you're not just like, 
oh, I, I get to do another podcast. Like, I'm, and you know, I still have 50 more to go before I'm at 150 podcasts. So like, we got to hurry up. It's like, no, I, I, I need to appreciate every single day of it. And then you start to, these small daily wins end up just being the biggest fuel because it's, it's those little, as you know, those incremental baby steps every single day that with time amount to these just massive leaps, uh, you know, in time, six months to a year from now. Yeah. And like, what's, what's crazy is like back in the day when, when I was going to college full time and I was working full time, I was like, and anytime I, any free time I got outside of that, I would see that like as an opportunity, I'd be like, Hey, I get to wake up this morning and like go on a hike. Like I have some free time. That's so amazing. And then you find yourself, you know, like four or five years later, you're in a cool place around the world and you're like, Oh, I really have to get up for sunrise. And then that's like, that's the moment where you kind of take a step back and you're like, man, like four or five years ago, I would have done anything to get here. And now I'm contemplating going on a cool hike in a different you know, country. So it's like your perspective changes, but it's, I feel like it's important to, you know, always, always take a step back and be like, all right, this is where I started. Like I would have killed for this time, killed for this opportunity, but here I am now like complaining about it. So, um, you know, you just enjoy it and you move on. Yeah. It's, it's human nature though. It's, it's not yep. just you, it's <laughs> all of us. I'm guilty of it too. And that's something that I, I try to make a point, uh, as often as I need to do it is slow down, stop worrying about the direction of where you're going now and just look back, look at where you came from. Like yeah, the amount, the person of who you are today is the person you dreamed of being three, five years ago. So if that's the case, damn well appreciate it. And that let that be like, where am I going to be in three years from now? Now, you know what I'm saying? Yep, so exactly. it's, a, it's a human nature in, in us all that we, uh, you know, we, we, are, we appreciate the wins along the way, but at some point it becomes, it becomes normalized. The lifestyle that we live becomes the new norm. And of course you just want to go bigger and better. And it's just this inevitable hamster wheel of always wanting to do bigger and, uh, to go farther. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I feel like that, that kind of energy also pushes us to, get to, you know, bigger places in life. Totally. So totally. as much as, you know, if, if things are getting better and you're starting to complain about things, then like, you know, let's, let's take it a step further. And, yep. um, it's always like a little kick in the butt where it's like, all right, you've, you made it this far. Like, let's keep, let's keep moving as well. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You made a comment, uh, earlier about, uh, sometimes hitting speed bumps along the way. Have there been any certain mistakes, uh, that you've made in your career that obviously at the time you're not happy with, what happened, but down the line, you're able to look back and be like, wow, that was, I'm actually thankful that mistake happened because I learned something or it redirected the path I was on. Yeah. Um, I think there was, there's definitely been like a few scenarios. I think, I think for a while I struggled with, you know, I was like 19, 20 years old, uh, getting jobs with big clients. And, um, I always, you know, I was still young, so I didn't really necessarily have that like professionalism standpoint on, you know, when I approach a job and for me, I was like, cool, I get to travel, take some photos, whatever. Um, and there's, you know, there's been times where there's like a list of places that I can't go or, um, a list of things that like the company would prefer that I don't do, uh, like because, video of, because, of age, footage. Because, because of age wise or, or what was the problem? Um, or it's just like something that they don't want to promote. Like, let's say it's like a tourism place. It's like, Oh, this, you know, this hike's illegal or this, gotcha. um, you can't go here or please don't film this because we don't want, you know, a lot of people filling up this parking lot or something like that, you know? Um, and for me at that point, I was like, you know what, whatever, I'm here to take the coolest photos I'm here to do, you know, kind of whatever I want. And, 
you know, like I've had, I've had some situations with clients before where, you know, like they're unhappy with, you know, the way I treated them. And thankfully that was pretty early on in my career. So I was like, I was able to take a step back and be like, Hey, every client that I get now, I'm going to, you know, treat with the utmost respect, treat them with, you know, professionalism. I understand like I'm 18, 19 years old, but you know, if I want to make this career and I want companies to take me, uh, take me on like bigger projects and, Mm -hmm. and really, you know, and see what I'm capable of. I got to, you know, like shift my mindset that I'm not no longer just like a young photographer. Like I'm, I'm creating a business here and that kind of, you know, having that, uh, realization kind of like, you know, moved me to create bigger, better projects just because I started to gain trust from all like different clients and everything like that. So, um, there's a lot of learning moments like that where I kind of went from, you know, just a kid to like, Hey, I'm starting a business and I'm trying to create something big. So I got to start acting like it. Yeah, that's good. Even, even if, even if you're not there just yet, it's that whole like fake it till you make it. Uh, and it's not in the sense of like, carrying yourself cocky and acting like you're the coolest guy in town, but more so like, yeah, I might not be on the biggest budget projects just yet, but I'm going to carry myself and I'm going to deliver as if I was so that not only do brands notice that and I, uh, you know, I hold myself to that standard, but then by the time the bigger deals actually come, you already know how to execute it because you've been treating yourself for these six figure project or for the seven figure project. So I think that's a good Good, uh, you know, we we all go through those moments when we're young, just yep. like young and reckless. The <laughs> world revolves around us. Like I don't, I don't need you to tell me what I can and can't do. I'm just gonna get you the product, and you're gonna be happy. But yeah. we all, I think, I think, I think for, I think for a while, that's that's almost important to have that kind of mindset. You know, where you're just totally. like busting out, busting out projects. Like, oh, can't make any deadlines. You're you're trying your best. You're doing all that because um, then you know you'll you'll know what to do in the future when you have a situation like that. But but yes, at one point we all got to, you know, realize that we're trying to create like a business out of it. We're trying to do something big and you got to start, you know, you got to start taking it seriously. And if you want to take it to the next level. Yeah. Have you had to learn the power of no through your career in the sense of like turning down opportunities or certain projects, whether it be you just don't believe in it or you're just like, it doesn't feel right or wanting to create the space so you're not committed to one thing and, and then you're kind of crossing your fingers that a bigger thing will come. Has there, has that been a learning for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was, I was always like very protective of the brand that I built and I was very careful with all like, you know, the jobs that I would take or what I'd be promoting, uh, which I think was really cool. Cause that kind of set me apart after a while because there was the people that were just doing, you know, whatever job they don't care. They're just <laughs> trying to get some money. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I was like, well, no, if I don't really believe in this product or, um, I don't like like what they're trying to make me portray or whatever. Like I always had a pretty like straight line of, you know, what I'm accepting and what I'm not accepting. So I think, uh, I think that was really important for, for my brand. Cause I always kept it professional. The client would always, you know, like know what they got as an end result. Mm. And, um, and so, yeah, I just kind of moved from there. What were you looking for when saying yes to brands or, or clients or even people you went on trips with? Like, what were the, what were the kind of the first couple of things were like, yes, yes, yes. I'll, this is something I should do. Yeah. Well, um, a lot of the time it's when the brand gives you like full creative direction. So they let you, you know, they give you their product. They tell you like what you like, kind of what they want to portray. And then the rest is you, you make the video mm-hmm. idea, you get to film it, you get to be, you know, the director, the director, the producer, the everything and like in the project. So, 
Um, that's probably like my number one thing I look for is if they're willing to give me, you know, all of all of the creative freedom for a project because um, I think that's what they're hiring for, not hiring me yes. for most of the time. So if if that's what they're going to hire me for, then you know, give me give me that control. Um, I always like um, like things with. Um, sorry, I'm trying to think yeah. what I was going to say. It slipped my mind. Um, oh yeah, like just cool products that um, things that like I actually want to promote. So things that I would like wear myself, or things that you know I think could bring joy to other people, um, and usually not like super cheesy stuff where people could come back to me and be like, "Hey, uh, you promoted this. I got into it." And then like, look where I'm at, you know, like, mm. like I lost my money or this product sucks or, you know, um, I look at the clients and I make sure that their professional goals are, you know, kind of aligned with mine. Like they, if they're going to deliver to a high standard, then like I'll deliver to a high standard and kind of, you know, fine pick in those jobs where you get the freedom, you, you love what you're promoting. And I, I think that makes for a great, you know, collaboration between a company and myself. So smart. And then you're actually excited to actually do the project because it's a brand or a product that you already thoroughly enjoy. Exactly. Your audience yeah, yeah. feels it. It's very cohesive. It actually like aligns where it's like, you're not out here making, you know, no disrespect to Colgate if you're making like a toothbrush commercial, <laughs> but like maybe that's something you're not really passionate about creating. And then it's like, okay, why is Rob doing this? You can, you can almost see it and feel it in the piece itself. So I think it's good. You've, you've had that mindset of like protecting the brand and thinking about the long term and and really doing so kind of makes you more brands are more interested in probably wanting to work with you because like this guy is so selective with who he actually promotes that if he actually is interested in working with us, like it's his, his audience is going to, is going to take real seriousness and like what he's actually promoting. And maybe that's the audience we're looking to tap into. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's like, that's always my focus. If, if I can portray the product in a good way to my, like to my followers and they, they believe that I, you know, I believe in the product. I think that's, that makes the video great because if I was able to portray like myself uh, enjoying, or, you know, let's say it's a car brand, enjoying the car, having a good time with it. If I can portray that to other people and they can see kind of like a genuine reaction from it and think like, Oh, he really believes in this. I think that's, that's where, you know, you get that hundred percent with your, with your advertisement because the people trust you. They like the product. And, you know, now they're committed to the brand just as just as much as you are. So as long as you kind of get all those pieces together, that's that's mostly like what I'm looking for for when I'm finding work. And um, yeah, it's, you know, when you, you have all of that, you love you love what you're creating. So you'll put the maximum effort into it and um, you'll be excited to show the client what you know, you, what you come up with because you had the creative freedom. You believed in them. And, you know, it's just a win win all around for the followers the client and yourself. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Uh, I also love the community of mutual friends that we have. Uh, like the easy way to figure out who knows who with somebody is obviously just looking at like mutual friends that follow somebody. And it's like, yeah, I look Rory Kramer, Como, Jeremiah Davis, uh, Ryan Tierney, like all these hooligans. Um, <laughs> how, as somebody who's always been based out of Washington, you know, it's one thing if you're in New York, if you're in LA, it's very easy to kind of meet up and like be in the right rooms with the right people. But I actually really respect that like you stay true to like your roots and have built an incredible career out of Seattle while also like building some incredible people around you. Like how have you approached that? 
Well, first off, hopefully, maybe that might be changing soon. So <laughs> we'll see about Let's that. Go. But, but make, sure, um, make sure it's in Venice if you're coming to LA. Make sure it's. In Venice. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll see about that. But Ooh, a little, um, a little teaser think, right there. Yeah, you got it. But um, just because I wanna, I wanna explore something else. I've grew up here. I've lived here. I wanna, I wanna be surrounded with different people, different, you know, creative energy. Um, but I think, I guess, like where the question before that. Um, I think it was always like grabbing along my favorite photographers, my favorite friends who are in the video space and kind of like planning trips with different people every single time. Um, that way, you know, I'd get to connect with them. We'd, we'd have an experience where we get to learn from each other and we would get to explore a cool country together. So I never really felt like I was necessarily left out of, you know, like being in LA or being all in these like central hubs where a lot of creators are at. Um, I think it was just cool to kind of single them out and, take them along trips and, you know, pick their brain. They get to pick mine. We learn something and we create something cool from the, from the process. It's actually best case scenario because doing what you did, that is amazing because it's like when you go on a trip with somebody for a week, you're living, eating, sleeping, doing everything with them for that week. And if this is a stranger on day one, they are your brother or your sister by day seven. If you're doing everything with them, whereas mm-hmm. yeah, you can move to LA and you're in the same city as somebody, but like, maybe you just grab coffee once in a while. It's like a two hour thing or because there's so many things happening in the city once that it's like hard to, I would say you need a lot of touch points with somebody to really build something genuine where it's like, let's go on a trip together. Let's have an experience. Let's be together, which means we're just going to enhance this relationship. You're also probably crushing out projects for clients at the same time. It's like, this you I think you guys approached it the right way, like just traveling around and 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 making great content, great relationships. Like yeah, props yeah, to you. I think, that was the way I to think, do it. Thank you. I think like uh with like Jeremiah, like let's say, like let's say him in this situation, right? Like he lives in LA, like as of recent, I haven't gotten to see him too much. Or if I have, it's like we go for a skydive or something like that. So it's not like really no like biggie, per- it's quick skydive. <laughs> but it's nothing like really like personal, you know, like where we connect and like uh, kind of go beyond just like small talk but we went on a trip I think like three four years ago at this point where we went to the Philippines for like two weeks and like we got to pick each other's brains we got to learn something from each other and like you said like you get those touch points with the person where it's like funny moments happen during the trip or you know like certain memories or we collaborate on a cool photo together and it doesn't matter if I see him like three years later uh, we have all those like, cool memories together and then we can just kind of you know connect and move on from from that, like from that moment. So, um, kind of having more time with that person, um, in, you know, a separate area and separate friends and just like focusing on each other, I think is a really cool way to build and, you know, become friends with all these creators. And then you kind of take on the world together from there. I love that. I love that. I think I need to start stealing that page out of your book and start inviting, (laughs) inviting these people that I really want to get to know better, uh, on some, invite them them out to Cancun. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be a whole different route. We need, we need some stillness. I'm in a different, when I was going to Cancun <laughs> to the Bahamas, that was like full throttle party mode. I'm, I'm in a different space now. I want like mindfulness. I want peace. I want quietness. So I figured it I might figured be more of a wellness curated uh, <laughs> trip, but we'll definitely add in some, uh, some shenanigans here and there. Um, love it, love it. Ba- back in May, you had posted uh, quote unquote, I struggled being happy with my work and have realized it's making me overthink every piece that I put out. There should be a balance of perfectionism and actually sharing an experience. Kind of just taking everything that we've talked about today, how have you learned to overcome the overthinking? 
Yeah, I think um, I think it's just saying like, you know what, like, who cares? I think that's been like one of my favorite questions I keep asking myself recently, just in life. Mm. Um, a lot of the time people look at us and, you know, you're like, oh, that person's judging me or this person doesn't think that the video is this cool or uh, they might not like it. But then like, who cares really? Mm. You know, at the end of the day, like I like to post it. Some people will enjoy it. Some people will hate it. I think especially nowadays, everybody likes to voice their opinion on whatever's going on. So um, at the end of the day, if I, you know, with the content that I'm posting, if I'm happy with it, um, if, you know, then I shouldn't really care. Like mm. what, you know, if like there's a few nasty comments, like who cares, just block them, continue on with your day. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that kind of helped me step forward, like beyond that, you know, like being a perfectionist or, like there's a, there's definitely a line of like being professional and being a perfectionist, but at one point it's if you're not uploading any photos, you're not sharing your own work, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. So um, yeah, uh, at one point, who cares? Just you know, keep uploading, keep posting. A few people won't like them. Continue, move on with your life, and I think there'll be more benefit that will come from it than uh, loss necessarily. So. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's a great mindset to have. Uh, because uh, no matter what you do, even if you're out there and you're like changing the world, if you're on the corner and you're handing out free food to every person that walk that walks by, there's yeah. gonna be somebody that walks by and makes a rude comment or talks shit about what you're trying to do. So that mindset of just who cares, like grab onto the energy of people supporting and loving it, and you know show love back and appreciate it. Yeah. And the people that don't care, you know, like that show ener- negative energy and just talk trash, whatever. That mindset of who cares and just keep going. That's that's yeah, yeah. They're they're wasting their own energy, right? Like yes. you, you just you just continue move on, and yeah, that's yeah. that's been I guess the shift in mindset as of recently to you know keep posting, keep uploading, whatever. Like you know, yeah. this is a I, like this is an old post or like I took this photo like a year ago. Somebody's gonna notice, but like who cares? Like <laughs> I want I, I want to share a photo from a year ago of a cool trip that I was on. You know, like oh, Instagram has like become this thing where everything is and like such perfect guidelines of like, this has to be from today. It's always got to be something new. It's always got to be something cool. You always got to be out doing yourself, but like, do you really, Yeah. do you really I, like who's, who's keeping you on that track? I, you know, what's going to happen. Somebody's going to hear this, this podcast and they're going to start leaving who cares on your YouTube and your Instagram. <laughs> and people are going to think like, wow, this person's talking trash about that. But yeah. in reality, it's a positive mindset. So if you hear this yeah, podcast yeah. today, go drop a comment on his recent post. Just say who cares, and he'll know. Make oh, sure just, just add a couple, <laughs> add a couple s's, add a couple s's. He'll he'll know that's the code uh, for. I'm gonna have some deep captions after this, and people are gonna be like, "Who cares?" I'll just get my feelings crushed after this one. <laughs> All right, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> at least, at least I know they heard the podcast, so I'm in. Uh, I'm committed. That's classic. That's classic. All right, we're gonna get into the final five. These are just uh, five questions, uh, one sentence answers. First question: What self care activities help you be your best self? Um, like self care, as in what do I? It could be working out, meditating. Yeah. Um, and journaling, anything? Uh, I would say sports. Sports. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, like um, soc- soccer, volleyball, basketball. Soccer, like volleyball, basketball. So we, we got a, we got a baller in the house. Uh, I got, a, yeah. I got a professional volleyball player I'm living with. So when you, when you make that, if you make that move to LA, we'll, we'll get you in the mix. Oh, it's, it's on. I love volleyball. Let's get it. <laughs> I love that. Um, if you could go back and tell yourself one piece of advice at any point in your life, what would it be? And when? Um, 
probably when I was like 19, I would just uh, tell myself like, don't be afraid to fail. Mm. That's good. It's really good. Uh, what's an area of your life you need to put more effort into? Mm. Probably like self-care. Mm. Okay. Respect. Uh, what is the first step anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? Mm. First step. That's that's a deep one. <laughs> that's it, baby. Uh, can you uh, can you say it one more time? Yep. What is the first step that anyone can take to reaching their inner potential? I'll give you an example. What I would say. Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably yeah, say like, take that first step. Oh, what are you gonna say? <laughs> that's it. I literally yeah. my, what I was gonna say to you. I was like, I'll give you an example. Would be just start. Yeah. Take that just first start. step. Take the first step. Oh, that's good. You're yeah. slick. No, nobody's nobody. I've asked that question. <laughs> probably 40, 50 times. Nobody said that. So. I, th I thought that's what you're going to say back to me, but I was like, <laughs> Hey, that, honestly, that first step is important. So good. So good. Last question. If somebody listened to this podcast, the last 52 minutes, they made it this far on the podcast. What is one challenge you have for the listener today? After they wrap up listening to this podcast, what is one challenge you have for the listener? Mm, maybe like to try something new or try something that makes them uncomfortable. Because mm. I think like kind of what we went back to when we were talking about before about trying different avenues and maybe what you're filming now or like wherever craft you're in, if maybe that's not it at the moment. So try something new. See what else, see what else you love. So it's good. Yeah. Seek the discomfort, step outside the comfort zone, see, see what comes to life. Rob, that, this, this has been uh, such an incredible podcast. Uh, truthfully, like just seeing what you've done in your career uh, so far, it is inspiring. I'm no, nowhere near close to becoming a film, a filmmaker, photographer at the scale of what you do, but watching you from afar and seeing what you've been able to build for your life is an inspiration to me of what is possible. So it's like when I see you taking these steps every single day and, and working with massive brands and doing all these incredible things, I use that as inspiration to myself. And so I was really excited to chat with you today because I think you are a great walking example of somebody that is daily working towards their inner potential and living truthfully a life that is authentic to you. And, uh, you know, as we talked about this podcast, I think it's so easy that like, you know, we're, we are where we are today and we got all these bigger and better things, but when we take that moment and I hope today was a moment for you to like, think about what you've done and, and use that and internalize that as this massive fire for you to keep going. And, uh, it really has been a pleasure and I, and I really appreciate you taking the time today. Man. Yeah. Th thank you so much. I love, yeah, I love just sitting down, picking each other's brains. It's, it's always a good time. And thank you for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. And yeah, ho hopefully somewhere, somewhere out there, somebody heard something and, and learned from it and had a good time. I'm sure, I'm sure they enjoyed it. I'm sure they enjoyed it. Hopefully I'll be bumping shoulders with you, uh, in LA at some point. Oh, I hope so. Sooner than later. Fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this podcast today, I got a favor to ask. Screenshot whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, or you're not listening on Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, whatever platform you're listening to the podcast on right now, screenshot it, post it to your IG story, tag Rob. He is at Rob Stroke. That's R-O-B-S-T-R-O-K. Tag him, tag me, at Bob A. That's B-O, three B's, four A's and Y. Share out the podcast on your IG story. Let us know what the biggest takeaway was. What was the learning? What was the nugget? How did this podcast episode impact you? I would be so curious to learn, uh, so please let us know. I will have all of Rob's social linked up in below. Please uh, shoot him a follow on Instagram if you do not yet already follow him, or check out his YouTube content. He's got some great stuff there. Any other uh, places people should be finding uh, your work? 
No, that, that all sounds about good. Amazing. Rob Stroke, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Bearded Man Podcast. See ya!